episode 14 of the fantasy forecast is here we've hit the home stretch in the fantasy football season i mean we're in week 13 now the nfl season what do we got two weeks left in the fantasy regular season before playoffs we're hitting crunch time i mean i lost a heartbreaker this week to ut point two points point yes, two sir yes sir Unfortunately, in my uh, other league, I wasn't as lucky. Nick Chubb, probably his worst performance of the year, and I have him in both leagues. So lucky in one, unlucky in the other. Seems I to be my theme. Took away that. I can't believe they took away that touchdown. Uh, that's that's football karma right there. <laughs> Joey Sly is a hustler. He gets hurt going down, so they have to go for it on fourth. That play they don't that allow too. Like he like baseball slid into home plate. <laughs> he, yeah. he ripped his hammy apart doing it. It's just someone that never has to run. He's full sprint. You can see his <laughs> hammy pull. He's like an old man. <laughs> Danny, how'd you do? Next question. <laughs> no, I, I went. I went one and one this week. I went one and one. I'll uh, I'll take that. Um, obviously took the L in our league. Uh, which isn't really a surprise. We are the uh, we we are in the cellar dweller department, um, but we got to win in my other league, so I'll take it. Um, are you one in one playoff contention in the other league or no? Yes, I am. I'm five and seven, I think. <laughs> uh, hey, just get me in the playoffs. It's top six, make it. I think I'm a game behind with what? What did you say? Two to play? Yeah, two. Yep. Don't count me out yet, baby. <laughs> respect, respect. Yeah, I went one and one. Uh, pulled out a nice win in our league, thanks to Delvin. I, Cook's I wouldn't call win. it nice. It it was a gritty win, and I needed it, and I don't care. Delvin Cook, don't protect the ball, and you and you don't uh, you don't lose the week for Carm. So, whatever. Pulled out a win. It was ugly. My probably my lowest point performance of the year, if not one of the top two lowest. So looking for my team to bounce back uh, this week. Even though catching on a win, playing, um, I forget, Nick, I believe. Um, so, yeah, me, I'm tied for second place right now. I'm one game out of the bye. So, hopefully, I can secure that bye. Uh, and then my other league, I lost because my team sucks. So, that's about all I have to say. I'm one, I'm one game out of the playoffs, but not looking uh, ideal here. Trying to, make a move, trying to make a depth chart move right now for Kit. Trading Kittle for Gaskin or Elijah Mitchell, and hopefully that can give me a little bit of a boost, but uh, we'll see. Sad thing is, is you've been trying to trade Kittle on this podcast for about seven weeks. So. Yeah, my cousin has five running backs that would start – any one of them would start on my team, and he sits two of them, and he won't trade them. Hmm. All right, so let's talk about that wild last week that we had. Um, I'll get right into it with QBs. Josh Allen, QB1 on Thursday night on Thanksgiving. 26 points, four touchdowns, two picks, 260 yards, and 43 rushing yards. I mean, Bills just blitzed the Saints. Like, that game wasn't competitive, basically, from the kickoff. Uh, Rodgers came in at two, 307 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown as well. Finished just under Josh Allen with 26.28 points. And Dak Prescott, another Thanksgiving performance. He had 375 yards and two touchdowns for just over 25 points. Uh, you know, Rogers, I think finally, like he looked back on track, whatever, like people can keep talking about that toe. He's going to be fine. And Dak looked back on track, even without CD, even without Coop, 
hit Gallup a bunch. Cedric Wilson had a huge week. Like, I, I think the Cowboys offense is obviously a great fantasy offense, but they just now can't stop anyone. Like, this is 2020 all over again. Oh, uh, yeah, heading over to the backfield. Uh, in order, we got Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, and Elijah Mitchell topping out the uh, – Top three with Cordero Patterson coming in at a close number four, only 2.2 points behind Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Leonard Fournette just dominated that game, single-handedly won them that game, in my opinion. Tom Brady had probably one of his lower statistical games this year, and you always expect them to be a pass-first offense as opposed to running, and Leonard Fournette just took over. Um, it's like, what, now back-to-back weeks, we're, back-to-back-to-back weeks we're seeing running backs score over 40 points, which is just unreal. Uh, Joe Mixon, you know, my opinions on him aren't high, but he did ball out in that game against Pitt. Helped that they were up so early that they just kept feeding him the rock. And even though they were just killing clock, he just kept getting yards at yards and yards. So, uh, good for him to see him. And then Elijah Mitchell, good to see him back playing with a hurt finger. So good to see him still controlling the backfield in San Francisco and going for 133 rushing yards and a touchdown. Adding in five catches as well with 30 yards definitely is a, a nice boost to your fantasy team. And then Cordero Patterson doing Cordero Patterson things. 108 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I mean, it's crazy the Falcons didn't score in like, I want to say, nine quarters without Cordero Patterson. And then he comes back and he has two touchdowns in the first quarter. I mean, I didn't think uh, – apparently he's the X factor for that offense, which I don't think that's a great X factor, but – I mean, he's been fantasy relevant all year. It's not like it's just like a one-time thing. I personally I just love Z complaining about it every week. I can't wait for next year. He's every ranks dude, so every high. Week. And then after week one, when he does jack shit, I'm going to say, this guy sucks, and I've been saying it for a year. Can't wait. But it hasn't, like, mattered all year because he's been great all year. I, I don't care. I I will die on that hill. Crank, Cranks is like is like that uh... – that like TikTok sound where he's like, he's like, who got Cordell Patterson? Yeah. Like this guy's like <laughs> complaining about him. <laughs> so that has been him. I feel like probably... the hatred. I feel like the hatred just like started probably like week two when he got like three. When he got whooped on. Yeah, yeah. Cordell put because... up a forty point piece. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Don't mind, mind you. I put up one fifty and lost. <laughs> Look, see, it all comes back to that. Whatever. Wait, 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 man. <laughs> Can't wait. Irrelevant next year. Might he might retire. <laughs> All right, going over to wider series this week. The top guy. We get to talk about my bold take, Jalen Waddle. I called top three, but I guess he wanted to show out, get number one, nine catches, 140 yards, a touchdown, good for 28 points. I mean, he was honestly just dominant. I think he's shaping up to be one of the best rookies in that class. Two, T. Higgins, a guy we haven't heard from forever six catches 115 yards and a touchdown it's good to see him back on track he's been on my bench for forever next week huh, I'm gonna the one need week him. i bench him he does something <laughs> he's been riding my bench but next week we might actually be able to play him now so that's great that's and then another guy that's been pretty quiet adam Thielen. he's cracking the top three again huh, speaking of benches he's been <laughs> riding dance for about a month and a half Five. It's not, it's not a month. No, no, it's not a month and a half. It's like probably like. But can you blame him? No, well, yeah, when, you can. When Dan's going double tight end, you can blame him. <laughs> hey, I double mean, tight just... end works, buddy. 
Yeah, when it's Kittle and Kelsey. Gasicki and Waller. Gasicki gives me. (laughs) Gasicki's been giving me like double digits every week, so I got. uh, He's one of the rare guys. Well, Dan's gonna have to start dealing this week because Debo's out. So. Debo's Debo's out. Debo's out. Um, who else was out for me? Uh, you might as well just not start running backs if you're starting out. Kamara's questionable. I think I'm just going to um, Oh, Darren this. Waller's doubtful. I'm going to change the um, schedule so I play you this week. Yeah, you and everyone else in the league. <laughs> battle, of, battle of the toilet bowl. Huh. You're still a first-round exit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm putting up 150 all the way. Jonathan Taylor. Listen, listen just, at least you just at, told us you just told us three minutes ago that you put up 150 and lost, so nothing's guaranteed. Listen, yeah, at least at least court. I already got the vacation booked. Yeah. I got a good I got a good rate at least. He's got the tea time ready. <laughs> yeah, I got it all set up. You're gonna have to scramble once you're a first round exit. It's all right. All right. I'm uh is it me now? I'm taking tight ends. All right. Be you. Well, this is probably the weirdest trio that we've had in any position this season. Um Jack Doyle was <laughs> the top tight end, which uh we haven't really said his name at all this season. So uh, he jumped up, got a 20 piece, no fries, uh, six catches, 81 yards, a touchdown. Gronk, after having the great start to the season, kind of got injured, wasn't really getting much production, goes back to it this year, seven catches, 123 yards, no touchdown, though, 19 points. And then Dawson Knox, who a certain someone on this podcast will go to war for. Three catches, 32 yards, pretty poor effort there, but he got lucky with two touchdowns and saved the day with 18 points. So uh, how bad the tight end position is. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that I have two of them and neither of them have probably cracked the top three at all this season, uh, it's a little disheartening for me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it is what it is. They should go Hunter Renfro. Listen, he's probably been my best, and I was the one who picked who called them out as like a flyer, like week three. And I, not only did I call him out as a flyer, I picked him up and he's actually good. That is the weekend week out guy for your team now. Yeah. The dude's not leaving, especially now. Yeah. Now that Debo's hurt and then Thielen is like, Oh, you're going to bench me. I'm just going to drop like a 30 piece, you know, no big deal. Be like that. All right. Let's, let's talk about week 13. As we said, second to last week, probably for most of you in the regular season before fantasy playoffs um so we'll get right into it starting off with the qbs i got i gotta start this week in the qb department i like the matchup of carson wentz as he goes to houston and faces the texans and you know every week we just kind of shit on the texans and how bad they are and this defense can't stop anybody well it's kind of true I mean, they gave the Jets a win last week, so anything's possible. And you know, Wentz he's kind of getting he's kind of getting back to it. Like, I think we had a conversation off the air about how Carson Wentz is either like an MVP or just like could be out of the league. Like, there's no in between. So, with that being said, let's hope that he kind of goes back to that nice form that he had this week against the Bucks, where he played really well. Finds Michael Pittman and maybe Dan said Jack Doyle, number one tight end. Maybe he finds him a few more times and he'll get you some points. 
Yeah, I'm actually I'll go next because I'm actually going to go on the uh, other side of the field for that game, and uh, I'm sitting Tyrod. Um, the dude had a decent showing last week against the Jets. Obviously, that's the Jets. Um, the the Colts defense to me, I I have a, a decent amount of respect for that defense. I mean, Darius Leonard is an absolute animal, and I just think all together they play very well together, and I just don't like. Tyrod going and playing against the Colts and the defense. Um, I thought the defense played better than the scoreboard showed, letting up 30, 31, was it, points? Or 38 points to the Bucs um, the other day. But just if you're looking for a streaming option, I don't think Tyrod's the way to go this week. All right, I can roll off this. And uh, I'm kind of going in the same vein as Brett was going. So I'm starting Kirk Cousins. And they're playing at Detroit, and that's pretty much because the Lions have been piss poor this year. Kirk Cousins, I actually think, is probably what – I mean, he's not a great quarterback, but he's definitely not bad. He's kind of like your middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Like, and I, you know, not to cut you off, but he's like the ultimate streaming QB. Yeah, he's just like your blue-collar worker. Like, he just shows up. He's not going to do anything too fancy, but he's going to get the job done. And going against a bad uh, Lions team, I like that. I mean, his – Obviously, Thielen's heating up. Jets a stud, so I'm rocking with that. All right, I'm uh, I'm going, I'm going sit, I'm going a guy that we haven't really talked about much on the podcast, but he could be a, a quarterback option that people may be deciding to uh, what whether they're going to start or sit him. Mac Jones going up against Buffalo this this coming week. Uh, let's be real, I think this game is going to be an absolute rock fight. I don't think any points are going to be put up um and let alone i mean he's not the kind of guy that'll you know for fantasy's sake isn't the guy that gets you that many points anyway so uh you know i just think the combination of those two make him kind of a weaker start this week yeah mac mac and cheese had a week last week but i get i get that i expect that game to be like like 13 to 10 yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of field goals maybe we do like start the kickers on both of those teams or something but yeah, um, I mean, I didn't want to, like, rip it. I was going to say sit Josh Allen. Obviously, nobody's sitting the number one ranked fantasy quarterback, but I definitely agree that this game is just going to be a dogfight, and it's not going to be a shootout. It's going to be in the trenches. Is Josh Allen actually QB1? Fantasy ranked, yeah. Jeez. I Because I, I looked when I when I looked earlier, and I was going to say it, and I was like, nobody's sitting the first I, honestly though like i wouldn't even like ex- like you said that and like i was like legitimately surprised like i wasn't like expecting because well, i feel Kyler's like it's was... been out i believe it was kyler and then it's been out a couple weeks that makes sense because i was gonna that say Brady's like, probably too like josh allen has been bad for like like a two-week span it's not even bad i thought so too and i looked and he's still putting up over 25 fantasy points yeah. his bad game was like 19 or 18 that one game they lost to the jaguar song not maybe it was like 15 but mm-hmm. All right, running backs. Z, start us off. Yeah, so similarly to Tyler's reasoning behind the uh, starting Kirk Cousins, I'm starting uh, Alexander Madison this week. This dude is the ultimate fantasy court, uh, running back backup. Like, I picked him up a few weeks ago when all that stuff came out about Dalvin Cook and the domestic violence and, like, whether he was, like, defending himself and whatnot because I saw – some pictures and I was like, this dude, Dalvin cooks getting suspended. 
So I picked up Madison. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get lucky because he always shows out. Even last year and years past when Delvin Cook is hurt, this dude shows out in his starts. He started two times this year when Delvin Cook was hurt, and he put up over 20 fantasy points both times, over 100 rushing yards. So I had Madison on my bench. I put him into uh, this week into my flex, and I'm starting Alexander Madison. And against the Detroit Lions, I think he's going to chew. Uh, I can go. So <clears throat> I'm going to do a start, and that's – JR's boy, Javante Williams, UNC's finest. He's going up against the Chiefs, which I don't think have one of the best run Ds in the league. Javante, in college, he was known for breaking tackles, and he seems to continue that trend. And I like him, honestly. He seems to increase workload every week. So I definitely look that way. And then I want to give a shout out to someone I checked before the podcast. For some reason, is on our waiver wire. And with DeAndre Swift injured, Jamal Williams. I'm sitting comfortably in that number two waiver wire spot, and I'm hoping that hits in the morning. See, here's the thing, right? And this is one of my other gripes. Not only am I bad, but I don't even get a good waiver spot. Like, I'm eighth. So how how am I even supposed to compete if I can't even pick up the top guy every week? Like I have every week I've put in waiver requests. And I think the only one that I've gotten is Hunter Renfro. The only one. It's so, because you use it so much. That's why you're just like back. once you, once you claim someone, you go back down to 10. Yeah, I know. But that was like week three. But even no if you claim, even if you claim somebody else, like, I'll claim if I have like the like I have the six pick now. I'll throw in a waiver for a guy, and use it just because I'm like I have the six pick. Like I'll use it for a defense if I don't care, and I could be ten tomorrow. So if you're using it, even if you're at eight to pick up other guys, and everybody else uses it, you could get screwed being eight again. Bottom line is ESPN is out to get me. This is unfair. I'm protesting the season. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why he's on the waiver to begin with. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I saw that, I and think I, I did Nick. put in a claim for him today. No, uh, I think Carm had him and dropped him because he had to pick up someone like a week. What a fool. No, but um, I saw that too. Yeah, I did see him on – I saw it on the waiver wire today, and I was like, hmm, interesting it's, stuff. It was Mitch. Wow. He fell out. <laughs> he He dropped him – he's been there since November 3rd. I mean, the dude doesn't see hardly any touches. When he was, yeah, he's he's just like another backup. Uh, yeah, he was know. hurt. He was hurt for a while because they had mm-hmm. that other guy with the crazy last name backing Swift up. I feel like Nick's pretty quick, but I'm kind of worried he's going to snag him. I'll shoot him a text tonight. Don't worry. <laughs> Relax. Just, just a reminder. Don't forget to pick <laughs> this guy. Um, all right, let's 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 continue. Um, so we're still on running backs. I'm going with the sit. And this may be a little controversial based on last week, um, Tony Pollard. Now, obviously, like last week was a very interesting week because both Pollard and Zeke like went off. Obviously, Pollard got most of his points from the uh, the kickoff return. I think they both finished with like 17, 18 points apiece or something like that. Um, but Zeke, uh, like there was questions about like whether he'd be good to go this week. Um there's not like I've been like just like looking around and seeing what the reports are like midweek uh, and they're saying like they don't think they're going to load manage him. So it's kind of like the same thing where like there is the chance he could have that one break off play. But if you're starting him for the with the hope that Zeke is not going to get as many touches because they're going to nurse his like knee, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So it's a less appealing start. 
Yeah, um, I'll continue with the sits. I like I like sitting Zeke as well. I think like the Rams run defense is really good as well. And then on top of that, like you mentioned, you don't know what you're actually going to get from him. Like, and it's on Thursday night. I know they have a week off because they played on Thursday night last week, but still, you don't know like how he's kind of reacting, and you haven't really gotten any further notice on like what is up with him. But another guy I kind of want to steer away from this week is James Robinson of the Jags. We know he's kind of the heartbeat of that offense. He basically does everything for them, whether it's passing out of the backfield or obviously running the ball. And they're going up against the Niners this week, who's kind of found their groove. So I think that defense is going to come to play. Shanahan and all of them are going to want to kind of get this rookie quarterback flustered and they're going to take away the running game. So with that being said, James Robinson is probably not the best play this week for you. So now we'll get into the pass catchers, you know, where it's kind of, it's kind of hard to just like, you want to obviously, as we always mentioned, start your studs. So for me, a start is actually Tyler's guy from last week. His bold prediction finished one. I think Jalen Waddle is now a weekly start. He, obviously, he's had that connection with Tua prior with Alabama. But now the Dolphins are hot, like I mentioned with the 49ers, finding their groove. And they're just finding the way to put the ball in Jalen Waddle's hands as many times as possible, whether it's end around screens, deep balls, over the middle. Like, they finally figured out that he's their best playmaker and their most dynamic player. Like, just get the ball in his hands and look out. So I think regardless of the matchup, even though – this week it's against um, the Giants, so, you know, it's the Giants. But I think he's a great play going forward and obviously this week. Uh, I could hop in. Um, so I had uh, – I also had sit for, for this one. I, man, I got, I got the short end. I got three sits in the start this week. But um, outside of, you know, obviously when you think of the Bengals, you think of like Jamar Chase and just like the season that he's had. I'm saying you want to sit – the T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Now I know that T Higgins coming off a really solid week, but um, the matchup just in general, I don't really like, like I was even going to like, I was debating whether to, um, to like say I was going to like sit Joe Burrow, but um, going against the chargers secondary is pretty strong. Um, Obviously you're going to say like, you don't want to say sit Jamar chase because like, Regardless of the matchup, he's going to get his targets. He's probably going to get his catches. He may have a touchdown thrown in there. Um, but the backups, you don't really know how much you're going to um, – you, you don't know how much you're going to get from them. All right. So, <clears throat> this week I'm going to sit as well. I won't really have to explain it much. We kind of ran it over like five times already. But it's Kendrick Bourne against the Bills. As we talked about, this is just a defensive battle. So, don't expect much out of any wide receiver, probably running backs. Uh, yeah, closing out the receivers. A guy I like this week, uh, I think, again, he may be trending towards that, yeah, sit it and forget it every week, is Darnell Mooney, at least as a flex play. I mean, we talked about this guy weeks and weeks ago, Brett's initial, you know, flyer, and I think, you know, Tyler gave a flyer on him too a few weeks after that. And now I think this dude, with the decline of Allen Robinson, this dude's a clear number one receiver in Chicago. It doesn't matter who is that quarterback. He's been producing with Andy Dalton these last two weeks, and he was producing the last few weeks when Justin Fields was under center too. So I think this dude has finally earned his right to be a start every single week. 
Um, depending on how deep you are in your team, at least a flex play every week. Some teams you may even be able to use them as a wide receiver too, in my opinion. Um, so one thing I want to bring up to you guys actually before we tra- uh, tr- uh, trend over to the tight ends is, uh, I mean, this Rams offense, we knew with OBJ that they were going to be dynamic uh, offensively uh, in the passing game. And then obviously Robert Woods gets hurt. But now a guy also, Van Jefferson, it seems like he's emerging. We've talked about him on this podcast a lot. I, I mean, do you guys think you can start any one of those three Rams receivers and like get quality fantasy points? Because all Van Jefferson saw nine targets. Obviously, Cooper Cup's the number one fantasy wide receiver, but they he saw 10 and OBJ saw 10 targets. So 30 targets. I don't know how many pass attempts Stafford attempted, but 30 targets were to those three receivers. So I don't know what you guys think about that. I feel like you might be able to start any of them, at least Van Jefferson at a flex map now, maybe. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you always have to look at them either like wide receiver two or flex. Like if they're getting that many targets, like on a weekend, week out basis, like you'd be a fool not to at least like consider that kind of thing. Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Cooper Cup is like, like you don't have to worry about him. Like you said, he's the number one receiver. You're not going to. Right. I think I, I was just thinking, obviously, like, Cooper Cup is a start. I was thinking more terms, like OBJ. And- yeah. In terms of OBJ and Van, um, yeah, like you said, depending on like how deep your team is, um, I th- I I think you could start them both. Like the way the the way the Rams are playing, it doesn't seem like they're going to stop anyone on the defensive end, so they might be in a shootout weekly. And obviously, Stafford's going to have to air it out. So I think like OBJ is going to get his. You know that like they kind of got to keep the guy happy. You don't want any more drama with him, and then. I think, yeah, Stafford's kind of building a relationship with Van Jefferson every week, and he's kind of become that deep threat guy. Stafford's always had, in his Detroit team, he's always had that deep threat guy that he can just throw it 50 yards down the field and they can go get it. Guy's becoming Van Jefferson for him. So I think even, like, he just has the big playability for, especially for fantasy purposes, catches a 50-yard touchdown, it's like 12 points. It's a W for your week if you get that out of him. Yeah, I agree. I, I had to start OBJ this past week. Huge dub. And a uh, big fan of Van Jefferson. So I like all of them. Yeah, it just it just works. I don't know. I just thought it was crazy to share. Because I was like looking when I thought about this. And I was like, how many targets do these dudes get? Because like Van only caught three of his nine. But like, obviously, if, even if he catch two more, it's two more points. Like, I don't know. I was shocked that there was just 30 targets just spread out between the three of them. Like, that's crazy to me. Some guys, some stud wide receivers won't even see like 10 targets. Like, I feel like seven is like a high target game. Stafford only threw the ball 38 times, too. So that means thir- 29 of his 38 targets were to those three receivers. Henderson had four catches. Sony had one catch. And Higby had one catch. So, yeah, so, that yeah. adds up to, like, 36. So, yeah, no, I just want to bring that up because I thought it was interesting that there was so many targets between just those wide receiver one, two, and three over in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. All right, tight ends. Let's get into it. You know, at least my everyone knows my thoughts, at least on the tight end position, just how piss poor it is. But, uh, Dan, since you're apparently the master of the tight end, we'll, we'll start it with you. Did you miss the part where I said I had two 
tight ends. I start two tight ends every week, and they've never made the top three. So I would. Really... I, I didn't miss that part. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I figured you didn't. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to start this week. Uh, a guy that like has his name just kind of like fell out. Like Logan Thomas on Washington. Uh, he was injured for most of the year. He's been injured. He came back uh, this past week. Six targets, three catches, thirty-one yards. Uh, had a touchdown, I believe. Um, but the most important thing was outside of um, outside of Gibson and Scary Terry, he was up there in targets. So uh, obviously Heineke's looking for him. He's kind of that safety blanket, as most tight ends are. Um, he's available in a lot of leagues. So that's another part that kind of make, you know, another part of the marketability with him in, in, in fantasy. So, um, yeah, pick him up. Uh, obviously, I don't need him. I already have two tight ends. I don't need any more. So, uh, yeah. Who do I have this week again? Uh, please hold. I can check that for you in a second. They got Las Vegas this week, who has probably one of the worst tight end defenses in football. So that adds into it as well. Nice. All right, so I can talk about a sit. Uh, I mean, I was going to say sit. Start this week for tight end. That's Dallas Goddard going against my Jets. Um, part of it is the poor Jets defense, but another part of it is Jalen Hurts just had an absolutely abysmal week, and I think he doesn't try anything too crazy next week. Keeps it real simple. Probably some out routes to the tight. I mean, yeah, out routes to tight ends. Keeping it short because. If he comes out and does it again, uh, mm, it's looking rough. You went from Hurts? Yeah. Yeah. Went from top three two weeks ago to probably bottom three. I'm, this past week. I'm pretty sure I made, I made that point like maybe last or two weeks ago where the dude is like a top five fantasy QB and might be a bottom five actual NFL QB. Like the, the disparity between that is ridiculous. I think we were texting about it because I literally was like, this dude's a top five quarterback for fantasy and he's about to not have a job next year. It, it didn't even seem real though. Like it was like every other clip on Red Zone was him throwing an interception. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, you're telling me this is, that's <laughs> my quarterback. Uh, I can jump in though. Um, I'm also going to do a sit this week. A guy that I feel like just is a big name. He's from tight end U and a guy who just hasn't been performing this season, in my opinion, is no fan. Um, maybe it's Teddy B. I don't know. That offense, obviously, with the tool running back sets they run and like 50% Javante, 50% Ingr- uh, Ingram, uh, Gordon. Um, I don't know. Obviously, Teddy B isn't the most, you know, threatening quarterback when it comes to passing. And I, I feel like there's just a lot of love to go around there between, you know, they just signed Tim Patrick and Colton Sutton to their extensions. Judy's back. Like, that's three solid receivers. And then, you know, it doesn't seem like he's throwing the ball to those tight ends a lot. So for those reasons, I just I don't really like no fan. I feel like he's been kind of a letdown this season. So we'll see about that. Yeah, that hurts. That's that's my guy, but I mean, I can't really say you're wrong. He's been he's been pretty shitty the last couple of weeks. Um yeah, he's been actually he's been horrible since he got COVID. Like he he's been under 10 each week. But for me, yeah, I'll continue with the sits to round out the tight ends. We we mentioned this game a bunch of times, all for the same reason, and like that reason continues. I'm a I'm a sit Dawson Knox. I think it kind of is pretty self-explanatory that 
Belichick's going to take away the Bills' best options in Dawson Knox and Stephon Diggs. And we saw what Kyle Duggar especially did to Kyle Pitts a couple weeks ago, so you got to think that Belichick's going to throw Duggar on Dawson Knox this week. So, I mean, granted, there's not many better options on the tight end market, but if you can find one, I would probably try and steer away from Dawson Knox this week. Sorry, Z, but that's just how it is. I don't care. I'm not starting him. <laughs> For that sole reason? No, just I'm starting Kittle, and then I'm starting Kittle and Kelsey in my other league. I have Dawson Knox in both leagues, but just riding pine pretty much. Yeah. He's actually projected 6.9 because New England has the best tight end defense. <laughs> All right. Time. Our weekly installment of Take a Flyer. Last week, my flyer actually hit pretty big in Kendrick Bourne, who Dan just kind of told you to sit, I'm pretty sure. Um, Z, who did you say last week for a flyer? Uh, DeAndre Carter from, from Washington. Washington. And I think he actually had like a decent game. Yeah, he had 8.6. I mean, that's for a flex. In he had a, he had a huge, that's why I remembered it, because he had a huge catch on like that last drive before. He had four tar, uh, five targets, four catches, 42 yards. I mean, 8.6 for a flex, that's not terrible. Yeah. No, yeah, that's not bad. Obviously, Madison is the number one flyer this week for everyone. Like, if he is available in your league, like, regardless if you need him or not, like, go pick him up. It doesn't matter. Dalvin Cook's out for, they said, what, at least two weeks? So he... They said they expect him back December 20th, their Monday night game. Well, should be the first week of playoffs. Yeah, so he's out two weeks uh, at the earliest. He'll be back then. Obviously, yeah, go pick up Madison if he's available. But, Z, yeah, you can give us a flyer to start. Yeah, so I'm going to go to a guy uh, that I've been thinking about saying for a couple weeks now, and I just haven't said it yet because I found other guys. But I'm only going to say it this week. Cedric Wilson on the Cowboys. We were kind of talking about, um, you know, how good the Dallas offense is when it comes to uh, receiving. And I just think that there's a lot of love to go around. And I know um, Coop missed a couple games with health and safety stuff. So, like, obviously Cedric kind of gets thrown into a wide receiver three behind Gallup and CD. And then CD was out and Amari was back. So Cedric's still getting playing time. And he actually had, like, I think he had like he had a decent amount of points last week, uh, or on Thursday, I should say, on Thanksgiving. So I think it's finally time that if you need to take a chance, especially it's crunch time here. Uh, I know uh, I'm getting destroyed by buys next week. I have like six of my starters on buy between the Eagles, Patriots, and um, I forget the third team who's on a buy next week. But could be a guy that if you are desperate, then uh, it's a, it could be a solid uh, pickup and play for the future and just stash them too. So you had 10 targets last week. Yeah. That's a lot for considered a wide receiver three. So mm-hmm. I feel like every week he's just getting targeted. So might as well just pick him up and leave him, And you never know what could happen. Injuries and targets for a dude owned in under 15% of leagues. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Daniel. I'm going to the wide receivers for my flyer this week. Um, a guy that is owned, according to ESPN, is only owned in 7.5% of leagues. I'm going with Traquan Smith in New Orleans. Um, Taysom Hill is starting this week, supposedly. So um, I think it you know, provides a little more of a passing opportunity. Um, 
He's been in double figures two of the past three weeks. He's had a couple of touchdowns this year. Um, kind of looking on projections right now. They think he's going to crack double figures. He's averaging close to double figures for the year so far. I mean, he's he missed the first, what was it, first six weeks of the year. His comeback has been pretty decent. So uh, he's not necessarily getting the targets, like the the huge amount of targets, but could could get lucky when you pick him up. It's a shot in the dark. You ready, Brett? Yeah, hit me with it. What do you got? All right. This is a guy that seems, I mean, he was the top waiver target in real life for a minute, but now he's seeming like golf's one of his actual favorite targets, and that's Josh Reynolds. Uh, I don't know the actual statistic, but I was watching on Thanksgiving, and it looked like the ball was coming his way just about every other play. So if he's still in your league and you need a guy, it looks like he's going to get heavy target share the rest of the year because golf looks comfortable throwing to him. He had 16 points last week. Sheesh. I forgot he caught that touchdown, though. Um, For me to close out the flies, I'm going to take a guy who's only owned in 8.5% of leagues. It's, he's kind of established himself as the running back one the last couple weeks in Houston. Rex Burkhead, an old friend of the Patriots, one of one of Z's buddies. 18 carries two weeks ago at Tennessee, 12 last week against the Jets. The touches are there. He just hasn't done anything with them. If 40, he had 18 carries for 40 yards the other week against Tennessee. That's all he did. That's four points. Against the Jets, he got seven, 12 for 27, and he had three catches. So, like, the volume is there. He just has no production with it. But I think, like, in this sense, like, uh, you mentioned, Z, like, buys are coming up still, which kind of sucks with, like, two weeks left in the in the regular season. We're, we're still getting hit with the bye weeks. If the touches are there, like, we kind of just got to shoot for a touchdown, right? Especially, like, you, Dan. Might as well just start Rex Burkhead if you're starting Alex Collins at this point. I may have to. <laughs> I may have to. But but with my luck, he's going to, like, give me, like, point one, and then I'm going to virtually punch you in the face next week. <laughs> it's just – I don't – like, I feel like you just got to take advantage of, like, these – like, he's touching the ball on a bunch of plays. He just is so unproductive in those touches. So watch, I'm going to say now after he gets it, after he has double-digit touches for two straight weeks, that he's going to get demoted to like the third string back. Two carries, a fumble. Yep. A yard. Yep. Negative three points. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Bold prediction time. T, you hit last week. Good shit. I Saquon did not do what I asked, so that doesn't uh, work. T half hit. So DeAndre Swift got injured. It, it's. Uh, I don't even remember what I said last week. It, it pushed. DeAndre Swift, but he got hurt in he the second hurt. quarter. All right, it's a push. Yeah. Dan, I don't know what to tell you. Something. I don't even remember what I said. Lee, what'd you say? Oh my gosh, me and Tyler were just talking about it, and I can't think of it. Oh, uh, Sanders gets a touchdown. All right. 
Yeah. And again, you know, Boston Scott's getting carries. I forgot. I forgot line, you. So. I forgot you joined the pain club on Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's already benched. Did we all start him last week? I started. Oh, him. Of course, I started him. I have to. <laughs> he's benched this to. week, though. I don't know if I can afford that luxury. Yes, yeah, him. Yeah, I'm starting Damian Harris and Clyde Edwards there. <sighs> I'm starting Devin Singletary, buddy. All right. <laughs> Come on. That's tough. Come on, man. Pick up Rex Burkhead. I just told you to do it. I think I'm I'm doing it right now. (laughs) All right, right T, since you're the only one who hit, hit us with it. Yeah, I don't know. This is um, kind of a rough week, so I've been looking around. And we were talking about the Rams, and I was talking about how much I like Van Jefferson. And they happen to be playing a very poor Jaguars team. So I'm going to place him as a top five wide receiver. I think he might, I mean, not even might, he's definitely going to get loose on a couple of routes. It just depends if Stafford's looking at him. So if he catches one of those long bombs you were talking about, he's definitely good for it. Interesting. Does that, does that before, before anyone else goes in and like we talked, I probably should have brought this up when we talked about the Rams receivers. Does Stafford's elbow injury like scare any of you? No. Uh, it doesn't seem to be crazy. He yet. threw 38 passes. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been a little inaccurate, but he's, he's chucking them downfield. He's got to so. pick six in three straight weeks. Yeah, he's he's because he's just letting them fly. So, yeah. as a fantasy guy, I love to see it because I'm not a Stafford owner. I don't I, care how many picks he throws as long as he's chucking it downfield. Good thing a pick six is just as much as a pick, so it doesn't matter to me what the hell happens with it. All right, Z, you just told us it's bold, bold. I don't know what the hell uh, but let's see. Uh, speaking of pick sixes, I'm looking towards our fantasy forecast defensive battle of the week on Monday night. Give me JC Jackson has a pick six on Monday night in Buffalo in a very low-scoring game. What the hell does that have to do with fantasy? In, in the third quarter with the wind blowing three miles an hour to the north. Nah, I, <laughs> we give no we give no love to defenses on Exactly. This so I'm giving, some love. I'm giving some love. Take as a defense? I'm giving some love as a defense. The Patriots' defense shows out. You even said yourself, Carmen put up 26 points against you with the Patriots' defense and beat you. Defensive, defensive defense can play a big role in fantasy Ws. This is so, bold of you to assume that J.C. Jackson's locking down Stefan Diggs. <laughs> like, uh, he hey. should, you should have just – if you said, like, the Pats get a pick six, but like, I was you're, gonna say, you're calling out the men. I was going to has to be J.C. Jackson for I this. I was going to say just – I was going to say just general, but then I said bold, bold in the message, so I had to go even bolder. So, yeah. I mean, if you want, I'll rescind my J.C. No, Jackson. No, 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 no. I'll roll with it too because that dude's a stud. It is what it is. I'll roll with it. I'm not expecting to hit. It's a bold prediction. All right, Dan. Who are you cherry picking off your team? All right. My my bold prediction, which what I went back and I listened to my one from last week. I said uh, the way I prefaced it was I was going with the only guy that's been reliable for me all season, which was Justin Herbert. I said he was going to finish in the top three and drop 40 points. He only had 24, which is still productive for a quarterback, but uh, – it is not 40 points, and he did not finish in the top three. So by that, by those rules, it's still an L. But my bold prediction this week, I am going with someone on my team, as I always do. But usually we go positive. I am in a pessimistic mood today. 
We talked about him earlier in the show and how he was riding on my bench for the past three weeks. Since their bye week, Adam Thielen has been in double figures in four of the five weeks. Because I have to start him out of necessity, he will have less than 10 points. Less than 10 points. I will say he is going to have three catches for 47 yards. This is that is my prediction. They're playing the Lions. I don't care. That's that was what's gonna make it even worse. <laughs> three catches, 47 yards. His fantasy team's so bad, he's rooting against them nowadays. So I say like I, reverse psychology. I, I gotta give myself a reason to actually check my fantasy team. Wow, you you're just that down bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean the fact that you have three wins, honestly, is like a miracle at this point. He's getting four this week. <laughs> is, that your, is that your second bowl prediction? Yes. All right. Uh, for me to close it out, I'm actually going to take take Dan's rule about picking someone on your team, but I'm not going to root for them to do horribly. <laughs> I'm going to pick a guy who just played last night on Monday night. He had 36 touches. Antonio Gibson had 36 touches last night. I'm going to say Washington continues to feed him the rock as he's a top three back this week against Vegas. Obviously, he's probably not going to have 36 touches again, but I think you can find him in the end zone a couple times, maybe five catches or so. We'll give him about 100, just about 120 rushing yards, I think. Vegas has like the 30th. He's they're like 30th against running backs in fantasy. So the matchup looks really good for him too. Washington's now seven seeds. So they're if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs somehow. So let's ride the winning streak of the football team. Feed the hot hand to Gibson as he becomes a top three back this week. But that'll do it for episode. 14 we're gonna wrap up week 13 this week we'll be back next week to give you the preview for the last week of the fantasy season regular season i should say it's kind of crazy i mean it feels like we were just in the end of august and now tomorrow is december 1st yeah it honestly flew by that sucks <laughs> like two more weeks till i'm teeing off in the off season baby yeah what's the first golf course you're hitting Augusta anyone National. whoever will have me i don't i don't think hosting a uh what will it be three and 11 fantasy team uh, that's not really golf clubs no <laughs> no and brett Maybe. you probably shouldn't own golf clubs <laughs> oh, i mean i yeah you yeah, i probably shouldn't own golf. maybe clubs. i'll go like rent some like i'll go like mini golf and maybe I'll, that's what i'll do are you a lefty oh yeah i'll sell you mine yeah all right, this isn't a golf podcast. <laughs> so wait, no. So the question. So wait, what's the question? Here's the question. Here's the question, though. Once the fantasy season's over, are we moving sports, or is this, or is it the end? Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week about that. Oh, okay. <laughs>